everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Winging It F1 podcast. We're all back together for the first time in about three weeks because we've all been busy with holidays, jobs, lives, and all kind of things, and bikes, and all sorts of stuff which you don't care about. Uh, Freddie and Adam are with me, obviously, in case you didn't know. Uh, how are you both doing on this fine Wednesday night? I'm good. I'm doing all right. There we go. Sync. There we go. <laughs> the there good. we go. <laughs> it's like a duet, except there's three of us. Uh, trio. Yeah, trio. Yeah, trio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, me and Friet. Very words. Friet. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about the Italian Grand Prix because it's the final uh, event of the triple header. But first, we are going to talk on the topic me and Fred, Freddie talked about after the Dutch Grand Prix, but we're going to go into a, a bit more detail about it. It is the super license rules controversy, which has polarised the paddock. Uh, why is this coming about, you might ask? Well, it's because Colton Herter, an IndyCar driver uh, who's racing for Andretti, he has agreed a deal, according to reports, to sign for AlphaTauri next year, replacing Pierre Gasly. Gasly will then go to Alpine. But he doesn't have enough super license points. I think, depending on where he finishes in the championship, he'll only have 32 or something like that. And he needs 40. Uh, so he's eight short of the mark. Uh, Adam, do you think the super license rules, does something need to change in? Or does Schutterter have had better results to earn his place in F1? Well, in general, I think. I mean, there's a lot of kind of ways to cover this. I think there are there are issues with it. I think in general, maybe the super license is it helps kind of homologate everything and just makes it a bit easier to understand and I guess gives that baseline level. But there are things like IndyCar where the actual, I think the points available to the winner are the same. It drops off really, really steeply afterwards where I think you get 10 points finishing third or fourth, which isn't very much. Yeah. So... Four. Yeah, I, I think in, in general, I think I agree with the super license. It's a weird one because it came in straight after Max Verstappen and I don't think you can say that he wasn't fit to drive an F1 car and he wouldn't have passed the super license points, but it was kind of to show that or to stop something like that happening again. So it's a bit of a weird system, but I think it does help just prevent any silliness on grid in general but yeah i think it i mean i you know i'm not a big indie car fan or know much about it to be honest but it kind of seems a bit strange that it's not even level with f2 to me i mean for me the points have the minimum change for me is the points have to change how could it be that fourth place in indycar equates to the same amount of points as dtm for fourth place which is 10 how could it be that uh, winning Formula Mazda equates to fourth place in the IndyCar Championship. That is not right at all. So for me, at a minimum, the points need to change just because because of that. I mean, because you know, no no disrespect to DTM and Formula Mazda, but you know, it shouldn't be it shouldn't even be close. Never mind, you know, getting the same points and winning Formula Mazda Championship and fourth place in IndyCar. Uh, Freddie, your your thoughts? Well, I think. I think that is the case. IndyCar is a professional, top-level, top-tier championship um, that at points has had quite global reach and status. There is also, there's a historic kind of rivalry between 
what used to be Kart and Champ Car and Formula One back in the 90s. Uh, Max Mosley and Bernie Eccleston were tearing their hair out a lot of the time about the rise and growth of um, indie racing in the States. And we put it because it wasn't in the States. It was going to Australia. It was going to Germany. It was coming to the, there was three races in the UK um, in the early noughties in for, for whatever it was then. I always forget if it's cart or champ car or IRL. Um, that's, that's really niche nerdy moment of it for indie car racing equivalent of the time. And so there's always, there's a bit of a chip on its shoulder from sort of top tier FIA towards IndyCar. There's also politics in that, you know, their own designated support feeder series is always going to be the one they want to be the, the main feeder and the one they want to definitely ensure he's got full grids and stuff like that. But the fact that the top three in that in F2 get 40 points, so that's a full super license requirement. That's all fine. But then like just reiterating what you guys say, it's all kind of just a bit higgledy piggledy around that. Um, like, Indy Lights, which is the IndyCar feeder series, feeder series, is exactly the same as the NASCAR Cup series, um, which is all a bit mad. Um, and that's less than Super GT in Japan, um, which is kind of a, which is also weird. It's all just a bit kind of pulled out of a hat. I think the Colton Herder situation um, that's brought this to light is is good that it's brought it to light because. If you if he had finished finishing the same positions in IndyCar, if he had done that in Formula Two, he would have had he would have sixty eight points rather than yeah. thirty two. So that's a, a crucial point on that. Um, whether you think he really deserves the super license based on where he's finished in IndyCar, because um, yeah, he doesn't have the super license. But if he had finished um, second or third in IndyCar in the last couple of years, he would have a definite super license and he hasn't done that. So that's a different point in that we can talk about him as a great hotshot driver, but he's what, eighth, ninth in IndyCar this year. He was seventh or something last year. So he was third the year before that. But so he's he's won seven races in IndyCar, which is great. And that's really good up against all conquering people like Scott Dixon and Will Power, who, um, are great drivers in their own right but you know he's if he were in formula two fantastic and he'd be loved but i think i don't know it's an interesting conversation that's being had now i'm glad it's being had about super license i don't know whether colton is the right driver to be having to have it had about if that makes sense what i'll say to that is if you take out the ovals uh for indycar last year and because obviously f1 doesn't have ovals herta would have finished second in 2021 and in 2020, they would have finished fourth rather than fifth, which would have, which would give him third enough in points. 2020, wasn't he? Uh, in 2020. Uh, Sorry, I, I hope I've not got that wrong. Fourth. Yeah, fourth instead of third. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But anyway, last year he would have finished second rather than yeah. fifth. Anyway, which would which would then give him enough points, uh, which mm-hmm. is the point. Uh, and also. You know, Probably similar this year, based on Indy 500, which is double points yeah. and stuff like that for IndyCar, where he yeah. had um he had to be fair he crashed on his own in the final practice session before the race, which is on him, but that meant he was in a, essentially what would be a T car, a spare car that wasn't set up or anything, had no running at all until the Indy 500 race, and to be fair, before all right considering that was the case. Yeah, um, the other thing is what I'll tell you is Andretti is a great team, of course, but. Penske and Chip Ganassi are really the top 
you know, the very top two teams in IndyCar. You know, he and I know we can say the same in F2 or, you know, Prima, uh, you know, the best team in F2 and that kind of thing. But in F2, the best drivers leave, you know, and go to F1 or go to Formula E. In IndyCar, Scott Dixon, Will Power, Newgarden, they don't leave. They're always there. So that you're, they're always going to be towards the top and Hurtis has to kind of overcome that. So I, I really don't think it's kind of not not fair, but you know, saying that IndyCar isn't kind of good enough or whatever because of you know, or you know, compared to F two or or something like that, or because the style of racing is different. For me, it's more competitive, and the driver quality is better. So it should warrant a similar, or if not more points than F two for me. I think. I don't know what's been put on the record by the likes of Mohammed Ben Salayam, FIA president, and Stefano Domenicali about sort of why it's like that. I know Stefano Domenicali said a few things about the, the the point system has to be respected and stuff like that, which is really, to be honest, all he can say at the moment. We don't know what's being said behind closed doors and that kind of thing, but I'm sure it's a conversation, um, particularly if it's being pushed and considered by AlphaTauri and Red Bull um, as a as a mechanism that they believe they can overturn um so that's fine but i don't know if they've said anything on the reasoning of why it is like that and whether it is about competitiveness and things like that because i think there is a there is probably a, a good old level of a good old few conversations going about well to be fair it makes a bit of sense and i would i wouldn't be surprised if the fia are also just kind of drawing up a few plans for a world motorsport council meeting in a month or two months time whenever they next have have one um because to be honest i haven't heard anything from them that's basically saying like um, no, we're going to stick to it. This is these are this is the reasons why. I don't know if you guys have, but I haven't read anything or heard any interviews that have said that have had them directly kind of slating it Formula Two as way better than IndyCar as a proving ground. To be fair to the FIA, which is a weird thing to say. And Nigel is not talking right now because and he's miming. So, but if anyone's a lit reader and you're watching YouTube, then you'll be able to see that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but with net less knowledge, basically, that it doesn't seem to make much sense. Uh, less in the, well, yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem to make much sense that that's the case. I would say, like, for Herta, will he regret, I mean, F3 Asia Winter Series isn't a thing anymore, but there are kind of things like that where you can kind of stat pad yourself. Do you think he will regret not looking at something like that and giving himself the option? Uh, you can stat pad yourself, but you've got to have money to do that, don't you? We don't know the financial impacts of these careers. Um, I, don't, I don't know if there are money pits and things like that, but if you're focusing on an Indy Lights campaign, you're not going to think about, um, oh, I'm just going to go and do a an F3 Asia or a Toyota Racing League kind of thing, just because that would realistically just throw a spanner into works of other contract deals and things like that. Um, particularly in America, where there's such a big thing about Honda and Chevy and IndyCar, if you're setting yourself up for IndyCar and trying to attach yourself to a team, you're definitely not going to do anything with Toyota in New Zealand or something like that, or any sort of rival companies and things like that, because there's such a, that's a, there's a higher level of kind of, um, what's the association for that that's earlier in America, really. So if you're setting yourself down the line of, of, of US, the US uh, tier, then, um, You've got to focus on that, really. 
Yeah, I, the, the point I was going to make was before my sound cut off for some reason, uh, and was I think the reason they've got the point system like this is because they want the drivers to come through F3, then F2, then into F1, because you know it is the FIA. Whereas IndyCar, if if you're a driver going to America doing Indy lights and IndyCar is a lot cheaper than spending millions to race in F3 and F2, and I can't help but feel that is a reason why they kind of you know, weighted it a bit more towards F2 so, so drivers don't go to America and go up through that way. Instead, that would be my, my guess. Uh, do, 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 do you think on. that's wrong? Like, it is, their, it is their series at the end of the day and it's their system that, you know, it's, it's not... F1 isn't a kind of right... It's not like, I guess, the World Cup or something. It is, you know, within that... It's a weird one, but it is within that structure that they have... The rights to it and or you know it's it's their championship and if, do they want to offer it out to other you know other kind of competition that you can get through other competition and then get an easy step or easier step into f1 if you if you're taking your if you're looking at, it depends how you look at yourself if you look at yourself as a racing governing body then you should think about facts and factually indycar is a standalone professional racing series as opposed to a support feeder series so um from that perspective you could make very reasonable very legitimate and very sort of scientific realistically um statistical analysis that indycar should be ranked real really kind of higher just on that but it's not i don't know as much as fia says it's a governing body it's a you know like you say it's it's, it's an owner it's a it's a stakeholder it's a business and things like that so it 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 does make sense to hedge your bets and to to make you know to look after your own kin of a racing series um but we can we can i i i still prefer to have it a bit more kind of to the point if that makes sense yeah i think so (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, i just run around with words and something happens and occasionally a sentence happens but um I, 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 f1 articles <laughs> anyway. uh, is her good enough for f1 is that because that's the big thing here you know right, the ceiling is license. The, ce- the ceiling is okay the ceiling Explain. is the consistency isn't i think that's a fairly simple way of putting it you look at his um his moments in IndyCar where he is obliterating the field. He's wiping the floor. You look at the Indy GP this year. Oh. Uh, the, to be fair, the only one he's won. But I mean, yeah, Nigel, you're, you're saying four because it's one of those drives you think, I think there's only a couple of drivers I've really watched where I thought, God, they're unbeatable. And that's Hamilton, Schumacher, Vettel and Verstappen and Herter in that race. So it's, it's kind of like it's no foot wrong, even when he has a, a kind of half spin in a way, you know, if you ever see MotoGP and, or a world superbikes, I'm talking about people like Mark Marquez, Fabio Casararo and Toprak, Raz Gatlioglu, and the way they can save and manipulate a bike, you don't really see things like that on cars very often. Um, maybe Max uh, at Brazil 2016 and Herta at Indy this year in the wet, the way he was able to manipulate yeah. that car to just keep it going, to hold it and to catch it. That is sheer driving skill. Not quite the BMW ads, but um, like it's, it's yeah, you know, it's impressive. 
but yeah. it's when he can get there. And I, I actually, I've said that I've had this conversation with you before, Nigel, about IndyCar, just in general, and with um friends of the podcast and people who I know, um, that I think Hurt is a bit hamstrung by Andretti and by the fact that his um his like team manager, race engineer, is his dad, Brian Hurter, who was an excellent driver in his own right, and so on, and deserves praise for that. But I do think that's a kind of an easier context to get frustrated in to be less kind of professional because you're in a bit more of a comfort which in some ways can be positive but i think it can be a negative so i think a change of environment could actually be quite good for her to but yeah. that's yeah so those are my two my well not two cents my billion cents yeah yeah go watch those two laps after the pit stop it was like lap 12 lap 13 when it started raining yeah. on dry tires uh the Indianapolis GP it was in May well, yeah, go find out on YouTube Adam uh, your thoughts is Herta good enough for F1 do you think um, I, yeah as, as I say I'm not a kind of avid IndyCar watcher I think he's good enough to earn a shot because I think you know that's if you look at what he's done compared to other people coming into F1 then I think it's there even if the super licence doesn't reflect that but the question I was going to put to both of you is do you think he's in the top 20 drivers in the world oh that's a... <laughs> That's a great question. Really good question. Is he in the top 20 drivers in the world? I think he would definitely be a contender on if, if he would put things together. I think based if you're ranking for the 2022 seasons for multiple, champ, multiple championships, I wouldn't rank him in the top 20. But I think he could be in the top 20, if that makes sense, based on what I previously said. He would be a much more exciting prospect in F1 than seven or eight drivers on the current grid. And that is why I'd, I'd, he's, yeah, I don't I don't think he's in the top 20 right now no I don't think he's <clears throat> I don't think he's proven it enough for his like Scott Dixon has well Scott Dixon is never going to go into F1 now simply because of his age uh, it's, but Scott Dixon is a better driver right now at, at this moment in time than Herta but simply because of his age because of his talent I mean he's the youngest ever IndyCar winner he won in his third race I remember watching it with a team that as well I think that's a track third, that's an F1 track yeah, although the track limits rules, they could go anywhere. Uh, but yeah, forget that. Uh, the team is with as well. I think they were like work. It was like a midfield kind of IndyCar team. They didn't have much funding uh, because he, he wasn't with the full Andretti team then. Uh, so that was just amazing. And he, even before uh, IndyCar as well, he beat most of his teammates, I think, apart from Norris in every junior formula he did he didn't win any championships yes but again he was never in the best car apart from when Norris beat him when they were at Carlin in was it British F3 British, British F3? F3 but yeah, uh, Norris F3. didn't win that he ended a half championship anyway and Herter ah. ended a half championship as well um, there you go <laughs> so I think the, so, the, yeah. the, only, the only thing I add is like for Alpha Tari, I think it's a really good fit if he does go there I think it's better yeah. than McLaren it's it's it's, and, and again, like, it, does he deserve to be an F1? I think for what Alpha Tauri do, then maybe the bar is a bit different there. That he's they're the team that do give people a shot traditionally. Um, how many champions have come from there too? Yeah. And um, yeah, I think yeah, for, for what they're there to do, which is give that environment for people to come onto the grid and not necessarily be aiming at the top the whole time. I think that is a good fit, and I think it will be it will give a good um, reflection of where he's at if he is on the grid next season. And in, in a scenario where the Red Bull junior team is really geared up to 2024-2025 with the Ayumi Awasas and your Dennis Haugers who really need, yeah. a, um, he needs an impressive second season in F2, 
the others haven't really quite done the kind of levels. They're not at the kind of a Jean-Eric Verne level going into Formula One kind of consideration, let alone um, where we have been lucky with Toro Rosso and Alfa Tauri with the sort of Carlos Sainz, Vax Verstappen, Pierre Gasly-esque drivers. So um, it's, it's worth looking outside of the stable and it's worked before for them back in the day when they get people like Mark Webber and things. And um, it has also failed in the past. Um, Sebastian Bordet came from winning IndyCar um, many times, well, a lot, um, to Toro Rosso and was rinsed a bit by Sebastian Vettel. He showed good pace. The race Vettel won, he qualified fourth and then broke down on the grid. And so that could have been a different story of a race if Bordet was in it, um, which you know, was a good performance, but he was dropped mid-season in 2009, and that has a bit too as well. So, um, you know, that doesn't, that sticks in the mind if you're Helmut Marco. Um, so it'd be interesting to see where they go with this. And they've obviously not, weren't convinced by Patua Ward, um, but that was also more due to a, um, a super license points mix-up because they thought he had more than he did when they were in a bit of a crisis. Um so that was a, a miscalculation more than a dropping of a driver, but he's performed better than um, Herter really in IndyCar. And yeah. he's not being considered for this. So who knows? It, who knows? It's, uh, oh, it, well, I was just going to round that. It, it's certainly what we've been saying. I've certainly been saying around when we've been doing driver predictions is where's the pressure coming for Alpha Tarian? Like Freddie said, they're clearly not, they clearly decided it's not there as of now to be going into F one from their current crop for 2023 so they have looked elsewhere i think that's Quite a prudent obvious. point yes uh yeah helmut Markle says a decision or he's going to continue talks and hopefully we'll find something out at monza what do, what do we think is going to happen on this last thing is herter are they going to make an exemption for him if they yeah. do make an exemption i i know they said there'll be a decision by the end of this week and things like that whether it's announced and stuff i don't know but mm-hmm. I can't see realistically a decision happening this quickly. I can see this running on a lot longer. And I do think it would need high level FIA ratification to be able to get go through. Um, I don't know if it's just a team's all voting kind of thing, because I don't think that would be, I don't think that would happen. I don't think they would all agree. So um, I think that would then need to go further and so on. Um, I, I, so realistically from that, I don't see that happening, which I then think I don't see then Gasly getting released, which then I think makes the Alpine drive a bit more interesting, um, which means I think this is all going to go on for a lot longer than the kind of media narrative would like it to, because we're all still talking about it now. But I, yeah. I, have, a, I have an inkling that we're going to be talking about this in December. Oh, wow. That is yeah. a shout. <laughs> okay. I, th- I think it will happen. Uh, I don't think it'll be December. I think over the next couple of weeks. I think I'm optimistic and I really hope it does. And I really, I'd love to see her to do well just because I know if he doesn't, IndyCar will just, you know, you'll get me and say, oh, look at that, an IndyCar driver's come over from America and he's rubbish. Ah, yes. That, that's a really good point because I really would love it to happen. I would love it to go well. And I'd be a really yeah. big fan of it happening. I mean, I've spoken so many times before about loving sort of so many sort of different championships, giving their getting their time to shine and really sort of being kind of considered proper by Formula One because I think the bubble of F1 is so ridiculous sometimes. Um, but I, I also have a little, that gives me a little bit of a reservation. In, I do kind of think, <laughs> oh, it'd be nice to kind of just 
everyone to think it's great and not have to worry about putting it to the water test. Um, yeah. But I would have a bit of faith. Yeah. I would be interested if I hope it does happen because yeah, I'd find it an interesting experiment and I think it will. I just, I think the super license is there to set a precedent for drivers coming into F1 and the, the reasons I can see they wouldn't grant it is because they don't want to set a precedent that there's an easy way out. But I think for what it's trying to stop, I don't think that's the case here. So I don't think there's any risk. So I do think they will pull it through. I think if Red Bull and AlphaTauri are pushing that they want this driver in their team, I don't think they're going to say no. And I think that will see Gasly go to Alpine and that will be fun as well. Yeah, Agreed. Yeah. What a fun, serious discussion. So another fun conversation we're going to have, I'm sure, is on the Monza race, the Italian Grand Prix this weekend. Uh, Ferrari have got a yellow-ish livery uh, they, that they released on Wednesday. Uh, I love livery chat, as you know. Do you like it, Freddie? Do I like livery chat or do I like uh, I mean, the Ferrari 2022 F175 Monza Italian Grand Prix 2022 car. Hey, it's all right. I think. I mean. I mean. They just put a few scratches on an engine cover, really. But I like the rear wing, mm. um, where they've done a proper sort of retro, sort of '90s S Ferrari logo because I think that looks good. The sort of yellow blocky Ferrari writing. It looks good. Um, could have done a bit more with it, but I mean, there's only so much you can do before you're basically advertising for Renault, um, which is fair <laughs> enough. It's nice. It's fun. It's it's something different and. You know, they've obviously seen how well it's gone down in the past when they've done it in 2020, when McLaren did it in 2021. Um, people love a, a bit of a flash difference and it's good for marketing. It's good for a bit, a bit of a laugh and a bit of fun. So why not? Yeah, why not? The yellow race suits look good. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I actually don't. I think the car looks fairly hideous, really. Um, like, <laughs> it's just they've put a bit Rear of... Rear only, good. Yeah, I agree. They've just, like... They've just put too much and they've not really thought it through. It's just kind of like in a weird triangle on the engine cover. And if they'd, to be honest, I think it would have been better if they'd just done, had kept the rear wing with black and then had the Ferrari in yellow. I really like the um, the engine, uh, sorry, the race suits. And I don't know if the pit crew are going to be wearing stuff like that as well, but that's very uh, rush. Yeah, so that's going to be, that's going to be really good. But yeah, I think, um, I'm actually not a fan of the car. I think I wasn't a fan of their uh, Magello, whatever that anniversary was, car. Burgundy, a thousand years. A thousand yeah, years? Yeah. No, a thousand races. Yeah, it was just a bit kind of, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was just a kind of weird colour that wasn't really, yeah, it just wasn't very good. But, um, yeah, race suits, good. I like the uh, retro logo. I don't remember when that, I feel like when I was like, growing up but quite small and like still had toy cars and stuff that was just was the livery so uh, sorry it was the logo so i don't really remember when it stopped being it but it's kind and of that's a why i like it for me well yeah two very different eras there but uh yeah not a fan of the car the race suits are cool um overall it's probably not going to help them win and will that oh was really good oh, i don't know i, think, I, I was just gonna say i was just gonna say reiterating like who cares if it helps them win like it's it's you know a bit of fun really and it's you know we all go on about sort of team strategy on social media and things and they say something like a joke on social media and that kind of thing and that's pr and does well why can't you can do the same thing with 
what a car looks like and things like that. So mm. I, I do I, I, all power to more teams doing this, please. I'd really like a full yellow Ferrari. I think that would be better. But also we were discussing this off podcast, off podcast, the 1964 North American racing team, which they sported for two races and was white with blue kind of stripes and circles on look very good. So look that up if you're not seen it, because it is one of my favorite underrated liveries. And I'd like to see them do that as a heritage uh, thing at some point, if they don't go all yellow, which they probably won't. Yeah. Uh, Nigel, do you have, to you have anything to cheer about? Though? Just... No, I don't. <laughs> why not? Explain to the listeners why you don't have an opinion on oh, colours of cars. Uh, because it doesn't matter. I don't. Oh, God. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, I, aesthetics of a car doesn't really. It, I just don't. It does nothing for me. I just care about how fast it is and compared to other cars. So, yeah, that's my take. Is that enough? <laughs> yeah. Do you, like, with buildings, if buildings look nice, or root, do you prefer being in a nice-looking room than, a, you know, if it still does the job, do you not care about other things? Just the spaces. I've got a window. I've got a door. Yeah. No, the the space and the size is more important, and the cost is more important than how it, something looks. But more important doesn't necessarily mean it's not a, you know, a, pref- a bad thing. Like, yeah, like if if yeah, but like, if yes, like it, can, it can be more. You... But are you viewing it in the like? Can you not separate it and think? Say you're looking at the, the you know the way something looks and go well it looks nice it's a shame it's slow say I don't know the 2016 manner like do you look at that and think like do you think well. Because I mean, you know, there, there is the old saying that a, a, a fast car is a beautiful car, but I, I don't think it works the other way around. I think you can have a beautiful car that's slow, but do you think... I just don't. I just don't really see beautiful cars for me. I what do you don't. see that's beautiful? Oh, people. Oh, that's that's quite a nice answer, actually. Um, that's that's probably on. the only thing, actually. Yeah. About flowers? No, I think if I get, I think it's only people. Okay, I've got well too serious about these my boys. I can't, I can't <laughs> wait to see what like, it, like if Nigel's like, oh, I bought you some flowers, and then give someone some grass, and or something just like that. <laughs> it's like, is this what people find beautiful? This has been this frozen been... as well. So yeah, really, now now, now, yeah. now it's more like sledging and bullying. Sorry, Nigel. <laughs> it's been quite an interesting trip into Nigel's head, to be honest. <laughs> It's like, oh, it's on a really nice image, though. Yeah. But he wouldn't appreciate that. Actually, no, he would, because it's people. It's quite annoying, because this would have been a great clip to put up. Well, maybe it still will. We'll see. Well, you'll see if you follow us on Twitter, at Winging F1, and you'll oh, see whether this is up plug. or not. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, it's all about the plugs. Since, since we're on it and we're still waiting for Nigel to come back, then I'm at Adam don't Dickinson. need an adapter for the plug of a Twitter. Hey, there we uh, go. And Nigel's gone! the call. So you don't have to do his Twitter. But right, I'm Adam Dickinson. Let's, let's talk about let's talk about um Nigel yeah. Um right, so Adam, I'm gonna ask you a few questions about Monza. Um okay. how many I'm gonna say he's gonna be behind Alpine this weekend. Um like no. in Spa. No. Okay, why not? Um I think there's a bit less I don't know, compensation for the 
more turny bits of Spark compared to Monza. Mathieu Bonas has said the same thing about Ferrari, but I don't think it's going to help them too much. But yeah, I think they'll be able to kind of re um, redress it or rebalance it through the arrow a tad. And I just think they're going to be ahead. I think fundamentally they are better drivers. Do you think Alfa Romeo will be able to get their first points in seven races at their home Grand Prix? Well, home sponsor Grand Prix. Um, no, because I'm not. I don't know. Even even if they are faster, then I think there are better drivers out there. I think McLaren and I think if you've got um, Alpine, Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari clear at the top, then that doesn't leave much else coming in and I don't really rate Alfa Romeo. I think they could but I just on pure pace I don't really see it but I could be wrong Nigel you're back we're talking about yeah, Monza Freddie's quizzing me podcast. about Monza there's been a power yes. struggle yes. yeah uh, yeah. internet went again for about five years uh, yeah we noticed yes. uh, I'm just going to talk about I think Red Bull are going to walk it I think Sainz is going to have a grid penalty unfortunately so he's going to be out of contention and then the Red Bull straight line speed, thanks to the aerodynamics and the power unit. Uh, I think it's going to be a one-two. I think I think Verstappen's going to win his fifth race in a row. Remarkably, uh, yeah, I don't really expect too many fireworks. Unfortunately, this weekend, I, I was quite enjoying Freddie just throwing questions at me. It was quite oh, fun. Right. Yeah. You, know. you can carry on. <laughs> ah, moment's gone. But um, yeah, I. I Broadly, Will Lance Stroll continue his streak of out-qualifying Sebastian Vettel? The streak being one race, but anyway. <laughs> um, That's no. cruel. That is cruel. <laughs> well, they've got his, they've got previous at um, yeah at Monza, so it could be a big turf war. And Stroll has previous of starting second at Monza. Yes, he's done that twice. Yeah, technically, um, both times he's dropped back. Um, so who knows? Do you think um, both? Do you reckon Alvin will be able to get into Q three, Nigel? Yes, I think the, I think Williams are going to have a great weekend. I think the straight again straight line speed, which is what Monza's all about. I think, yeah, I think you can definitely get points and definitely get into Q three. Yeah, Adam. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think Alvin's I agree in good form, and the Williams is a good car. How much do, do you think we'll see a repeat of 2020, 19? Where like no one got a lap in. That's yeah, a that's a lot. Uh, no, the slipstream of these cars is less powerful this year, so it won't be as big of a big of a factor. Uh, I mean, yes, they'll still try to get like a two three second gap, which is like the perfect kind of distance. But I think with a less effective slipstream, I don't think I don't think I don't think we're going to see a scenario like that again for quite some time unless they change the regulations a lot towards, you know, having a bigger slipstream and heavier cars, I think. I can see it happening, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against it or on it, because, I mean, they were doing tokes in Spa, so... Yeah, I, I do. That was only because of grid penalty still, wasn't it? Yeah, but they were still trying it. I mean, you can still... I, I, I think it made it more definite that they were able to just do it with the Alpines and with um, McLarens and, and Rebels, but mm. um, I think there's a definite there's still reason to attempt it in my opinion and to try and try and get your best you can i don't think it's i think i think i think it's still it's a bit silly the way it all clusters up yeah. but i don't see it not happening but i 
can see more of an attempt to avoid it because there is going to be a mess up in the F3. Finale F3 weekend, though, we should we Ooh, should yeah. say, who do we think? There's, there's six drivers on 100, over 100 points. You've got Victor Martin, Isaac yeah. Hadjar, Oli Behrman, Zane Maloney, Arta Leclerc, and someone else. <laughs> I think Martin. I think I'm, Martin's, I can see him in F1 in the future. I think he'll win the championship this weekend to answer your question. But I, I really rate him. I think he's got... I think what he's done in his career so far, I think he's one of those big young talents who I don't really rate too many of at the moment. And you uh, have a great tracker with that. I mean, Christian Lungard just um, crashed into uh, into a panel in IndyCar just gone at Portland. Yeah, but he's, um, but he's on well target year, for the year. Um, yeah. And you um, you also rate Teo Porcher, who... Yeah. Um, he should be an F1. Oh, blimey. Okay. Um He's just having a bad year, that's all. Yeah, so is Alex Albon, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Give, give, him, give Porsche a time and give it to Martin's time. Okay. Well, um, he's he's I in his second year and he's he, he not might, walking it. He might benefit he, from... He doesn't have to be. He might benefit he from Piastri's situation, really. Alpine, I don't know whether they'll want to kind of push go to a F1. junior up. Um, but yeah, not straight, but I think... You know, considering he was the one that they were meant to be bringing in, and now they've had that taken away, it could go one two ways. I guess they could kind of bin the whole thing off, but I can also see it maybe being a bit more of a push to get someone in. I don't really see doing being that guy. So yeah, I think Martin's. Although I'd like it to be Behrman because he has a fantastic oh, pedigree so far. He does have a fantastic pedigree. I, I, I've, I've, I've been He's really a impressed with. I've been really he, impressed like, with Isaac better than Martin's. I, I think yeah, yeah. No, I'm not having that. No, I'm not having I that. Not it. It's a really I annoying thing. German like, and Italian F4 in the same Frank. season. No. It's Italian it's F4. Italian F4 anyway? Um, 2025, watch out. That's, oh, is that a threat? Um, anyway, <laughs> but, um, and he's in his first year. Martin's in his second year. So? I think I think realistically, with these with these drivers, um, I think Behrman, Hadjar... Um, Maloney, Martin are all very good drivers, in my opinion. Um, and all, you know, should be making the step up to F2 for next year into a decent team to a, to a Dams or to a um, Prima or a Carlin or that kind of thing, because they all deserve it. So, realistically, I think they're all doing really well. And I've been very impressed, frankly. Yeah. Um, I think Hadjar's going to win it. Ooh. Okay. Who I did hope you say so now. I said Martin, but I, I hope Hadjar wins now, just to prove oh, you wrong. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I always get bullied on this podcast. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, yes, you bring you it from yourself. It, though, it's a shame. <laughs> I do um, bring it up for myself. <laughs> do you have any more random questions to throw at this? I'm quite enjoying this random Oh, I've got loads of random questions about Go for it. Throw some quickfire. Does quick it have fire. to be motorsport related? Yes, it yes. does. It's a Monza okay, podcast. Right. Never mind. The Winging Never mind, It then. F1 podcast. <laughs> the Twitter is at Winging It F1. Go follow. Who's going to have the thinnest rear wing? There is a correct answer to this, actually. Oh, is there? Oh, really? Yeah. Is, it, is Williams. it Williams? Yeah, there you go. See, I, I know I my aerodynamics. Might, I would say, oh, no. I'd say <laughs> the correct answer now, going into the weekend, is Williams. Maybe on Friday it would be like Haas, but who knows? Um, do we think it'll be the fastest ever F1 race? Because of the, is it one record one hour 15 or something? Because of average, I can't no, remember. No, I don't year. think it will be because I think um, the cars are slower. Well, yeah, we don't have refueling. 
Was it not a few years ago they broke the record? It was a few years ago, but I think yeah. these cars are a little bit slower as well. And I also think the refueling okay. would make the, these ridiculously faster. And I think who knows in it what will happen yeah. in the future. Cool. Uh, so we have one, two, three predictions, which we never come back to. Although I got both of them last. Yeah, I think I said. Yes, we can't even check you on that. We won't. We're just going to have to. <laughs> I'm going to call your bluff on that. Um, <laughs> I think the free Giovinazzi and Sonoda. Okay, right. Uh... <laughs> oh, wait, we're not talking about the first minute of FP1. Um... I think no, the first minute of FP1 will be Verstappen because he's always fastest in the first lap in free practice one, like the first flying lap. You know, he doesn't set a lap till a minute to go. Um, True, he does go out late. Yeah. Verstappen, Perez, Sainz. Oh, Sainz, even though he might take a grip penalty. Interesting. Well, he might not. He might not. I've not heard fair. that from anyone else. I've only heard that from you. Yeah, true. Um, and I am <laughs> wrong in many ways. It's like when you reply to a text in your mind, you're like, they haven't replied yet. You're like, oh, I didn't actually send them anything. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, like when you think the podcast's not gone up. Nigel has thought, yeah, science got a grip penalty. Yeah, obviously. Podcast's not oh, gone God. up yet. Yeah. Oh, wait. It's got a grip penalty. Yeah. We should mention that. He's got a template grip penalty because Alpha Tari are messing around. Yes. And at least they've done something. Uh, but that's because he got a reprimand. He's got a bloody reprimand because he's got a few reprimands. He's got a grip penalty, which makes it look like he's got a grip penalty for all the messing around with seatbelts and whatnot yeah. that happened in Zanvor. But no, he's got a blooming reprimand. So, yeah. I don't know. Oh, no, I've taken my seatbelts off. <laughs> reprimand. What? What's that? It's yeah. nothing. He just got yeah. licked in the nose. You called for a race ban, didn't you? I just got for, yeah, race ban, yeah. definitely. Yeah. For the seat. For the, the, the team. The team can't have a car there, in my opinion. In Freddie's opinion, Adam, what is your opinion on the first, second, third for Sunday, the F1 2022 Italian Grand Prix? I quite like the idea of them not having a seat. That they just like they, the car is allowed. The car is allowed, but they're just not able to have a fitted seat in, and they like, just wheel like, to sit. the grid. It doesn't yeah, pull away from the formation lap. It's like just, oh no, they just sit on the on the plank and have to drive from there. So um, that yeah, hurt, wasn't it? My well, God. don't take your seatbelts off then. Unless it's the end of the race or you're in a safe place. Anyway, always wear your seatbelt. You've made the problem worse with that. Like, don't take your seatbelts off. We're just taking the seat out then. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you like it then. It'll just be, it'll just be a belt First then. It crashes. That's dark. Yeah, wear yeah. a belt. Um, <laughs> belt. <laughs> For what? Podcast advice. <laughs> um, what, what was the one? Was it like Turkey Review or something? Weight, that right? was Jeez, the, come on. Winging it international assistance. No, it definitely wasn't that. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, um, Perez Verstappen, Sainz. Perez Verstappen. Perez oh, I've got to go different. No, you no, don't. You just got to be Leclerc. right. Leclerc. <laughs> yeah. Per, uh, Perez, Perez Verstappen, Verstappen Leclerc. Verstappen oh. Perez Leclerc. Uh, yeah, I hope I'm wrong. But, yeah. Oh, that's rude. Uh, On many I've things. Got against it. Anyway, this has been a weird one, hasn't it? Uh, I hope you've enjoyed listening and watching to this on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and watching to uh, this. Amazon Music and all those other ones, which I can't remember because not many people watch via those. These are Stitcher, Amazon Music. We love you. Um, you we also love you if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Um, <laughs> not called iTunes anymore. We called iTunes for embarrassingly too long. They've not been. They've not been called iTunes for ages, and we've not called them iTunes for like years. No, we, we, going for we still called them iTunes when they weren't iTunes, though. 
Uh, yeah, but everyone no. did that. Everyone did that in like 2020 or 2019, but it's it's not. It's miles past that. That's why I, I said Apple iTunes Podcast. existed. Google Podcasts, we, we're on that. Um, what, who's, so who's what comes up? Podcast? Bing Podcasts, if you want. Well, no, Bing no podcasts. one uses Bing. So we can't on Bing Podcasts. No, if you Google podcasts, then you know what comes up. Oh, probably, uh, probably more. Fuck, hey, hey, there I we like go. That. And um, that is why this podcast <laughs> is going to forty minutes. Um, ah, oh, I, I try to remember where we've added us. I add us to many random places. Whatever's on Fun. the, if you listen on YouTube, whatever's on the little thing at the bottom says, check us out on audio. Um, this podcast has been going on so long, my laptop's just turned on its do not disturb. So, take, <laughs> read into that what you will. Um, where else can you? Where else can you find us? You can find us on Twitter at WiggerDF1, at FredCoats1999, at Nigel C. General, at Adam Dickinson01. We're going to say bye now because this is check, getting a check bit the weird. bio for our Twitters because that's actually a better place to do it because Nigel said it way too fast there for anyone in the car. Um, <laughs> anyone right. in the car. Pull if anyone, if anyone's right, listening we'll to this in here. the car, right, I'll give you the take to pull over. Right, okay. So just, right. If you're in the outside lane, indicate now. Okay, right. Give it a bit. Okay, check your mirrors. Mirrors are a little manoeuvre. Right. Oh, there's again. a traffic jam. I'm going. You can't turn. You have to stay, stay in, the, in the same well, way. No, Nigel, we can't ask people to go on their phone in the traffic jam. We've got to wait longer if it's a traffic jam. Just got to wait for the traffic to clear. Um, all right. If the traffic's clearing, pull into pull into the nearest services and follow at Winging It F1. That's W I N G I N G I T F1. And that's on twitter.com, which is T W I T T E R, full stop C O M. Um, to those the wrong way around there. <laughs> so, um, just press the 15 seconds back thing. And once you've followed <laughs> that, you'll be able to find our um personal Twitters on there. Um, I won't read them out now just because, um, I value my own sanity, even though these guys want me to read everything out. How rude, but um. Right, that's enough from Freddie. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. <laughs>